Oh, look at that. We're we're live, but yet I haven't done the intro yet. So let's give that a try. That was an awful lot of countdowns today. All right. Anyway, good evening. It's Monday, which means it's time for Enterprise at 8 or Star Trek Enterprise at 8, depending on who you are. Uh, this is Live Long and Podcast Star Trek Enterprise Rewatch Series. It's been about 20 years. 20 years since <laughs> since tonight's episode anomaly first aired but we're just getting started here at enterprise at eight and we don't have a soundboard today because dave's not here right now uh he might join us a little bit later we'll see uh we should make up some reason why he's not here what do, what do you guys think he's currently tending to his babylon five action figures He's changing their outfits. He's changing their outfits. Okay. Matching. Matching outfits. Matching outfits for his Babylon 5 uh, action figures. All right. Anyway. uh, There's a non-zero chance that that's actually it, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's (laughs) unlikely, but it's not zero. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Anyway, we're going to talk about Anomaly. Oh, speaking of which, the man has showed up. How are your figures, Dave? My figures. Oh well, you'll you'll see it in the recap. Uh, anyway, <laughs> as I said, this is Enterprise at eight, uh, and uh, with a, a little bit of a extra long intro today. Uh, but I'm Jody Simpson, and with me is co-host and the man who has thankfully never heard of mud leeches used on him, Adam Woodward. Hello, how's it no going? No mud guys? leeches for you, eh? No mud leeches. I don't All think right. I'd like that too much. No. I would and much rather go see T'Pol in her quarters. Me too. Me too. All right. And of course, joining us, we have Live Long and Podcast Awesome Producer and the man who always says mercy is not a quality that will serve you well in the expanse. Damn Dave right. Mater. No. Ruthlessness. That'd be a you gotta eat or be eaten in the expanse, Jody. It's it's true. It really is true. And of course, who could forget the man who fully believes Archer's mouth moves only when he's walking? Kevin Millard. 
It's true. It's absolutely true. He's <laughs> quiet when he's sitting. <laughs> true. Which is rare. Uh, yeah. yeah. Tonight's episode is Anomaly. This is the 53rd episode of the series. And this, this uh, is about the Enterprise's damaged by spatial anomalies because, you know, we went in full force into the expanse without getting prepared first. No. Uh, and no we reported indeed. by. Yes. And we reported by interstellar pirates who robbed the ship of critical resources. But not the mud leeches. No, they were they were they were not off. interested. They're like we'll leave, these for, bay. we'll leave these for Adam. All right. Anyway, so how do we feel about this episode? Well, it's okay. Yeah, okay is about all I can give it. I, I really I think, I, I think it was good. Yeah, it's really? pretty good, even though it's the second pirate episode. Arr. <laughs> But you know what, though? It answered a lot of questions about The Expanse. That's like true. Early yeah. on. Like, you know, we don't have to worry, but we now know what things are going to happen. Yeah, we now yeah. know why there's anomalies constantly happening and what they could do to counteract it and uh, various other things that are going on. So and it yeah, also showed us the ruthlessness of Archer. Like, he's been a prick a bit of, you know, the time before this. But now he's just, I'm ready to throw somebody out of the airlock, man. Yeah, he's going full prick on now. He's going full is- Jack Bauer. Full Jack Power. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> Alright, well, let's get right into it, because we're going to try to do a fast episode tonight. Uh, right. We got other engagements here, so let's get her going. Oh, look, Dave's got all the all the things. Oh, look, it's Porthos! The return of Porthos. Porth- Porthos. Porthos, the, 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 the reckoning. Yeah, it's been a minute. He brought Porthos to the Expanse with him. Um, he wasn't worried about Porthos tearing his own face off. So. I wonder yeah. if Porthos is in this show more than Jake is in Deep Space Nine. <laughs> um actually I, more importantly do we see porthos more than mayweather and mayweather no, had he was no. busy in this episode he was busy in this episode though yeah, yeah he gave he him like more than two lines but um yeah. he did yeah i i don't know i think porthos in jake sisko might be comparable yeah um, maybe they're the same person but i think that mayweather shows up more than porthos does um maybe jake sisko is actually like one of odo's people Although, if you count barks as lines, I think they have that the same Porthos amount of has, lines. Porthos has the same amount of lines. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and Porthos is good thing with a dog is it always knows when something's amok. It always it has the one of those those senses, everybody, to know there's. It should be a Starfleet requirement to have a dog on every on Seems every like uh, ship. Yeah, yeah. They can detect Terminators in some universes. True. Um, True. And uh, and you know, and we see here like yeah, he's looking. The dog's like something's wrong. He's like, what's 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 up, Porthos? And then we see that the book has fallen. And this is the first of many little things, but this is just a, an indication in engineering. Um, there's something up. Something's Let's wrong. Look- Let's take a look at those relays, they say. Yeah. Might as well. In sick bay. The, the animals, animals are chirping. The animals are chirping. They know. They're all angry. Yeah. Even the mud leeches. Even the mud leeches. Even yeah. Uh and in and in the mess hall, this was fun. Uh with, with all the this food. actually was fun. <laughs> yeah. All the all the food that going crazy uh up in the air. You don't um, see a lot of this in Star Trek. No, no. Like I thought this was uh, I could have used some more of this. Um but yeah, they do this little sequence where all the like all the food basically, or the plates more specifically, go to the that guy yeah. down in the bottom right. Though he really does look like he's gonna cry over spilt milk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, "This is all my milk." You know. What am I gonna do now? Um, 
Yeah, yeah, they're just like, Ugh. uh, and in this, this was maybe my favorite. Uh, with, oh, the little like warp bubble kind of the thing warp going bubble down. coming down the hallway, yeah, and then like I love how it gets this woman and she's like, Whoa, oh. <laughs> <laughs> she gets thrown, <laughs> yeah, and then it comes at this guy and he's like, Huh. Yeah, just throw it it's like this bubble is attacking me. So, do you guys remember that next gen episode where they were hitting the little anomaly? They can't remember what they're called. Yes, and the dark not matter anomalies. I think they, they were, were dark matter, right? And right. how that one crew person, the security officer, like basically got eaten by the deck. Like you know, she's halfway through the. Oh yeah, and it's like yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fun thing that that character's name is Van Mater. Uh, and he oh. was like Van Mater, go over there, and then she goes ah. And Jordy's Jordy like what? And then, oh, Van Mater, just strong. in relative. Yeah from the van clan um but up in the up here the anomalies are not they even affect the ready room uh as archer's coffee goes up in the air um he's not too impressed he's not like even that <laughs> he's annoyed he's, he's not, so annoyed he's like it. i just poured that yeah i'd be like uh, taking a picture of that that's <laughs> actually like this is pretty sweet it seems like something yeah you might want to take a picture of yeah uh so he heads out to the uh the bridge and they're like anomalies all over the ship uh, we see how it's affecting engineering. Uh, yeah. The laws it's like of a Tesla generator. Yeah, the the warp core is about to get turned inside out. Right, uh, better than the people. Um, well, maybe not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably not. An- maybe not with the antimatter involved. Um, yeah. And, and anyway, so I they have to shut- that would be messy. They got to shut the whole engine down, pull themselves out of warp, um, and and that's the you know. Let's get some of that high beat Star Trek Enterprise theme song, season three and four. Do, do, do. I watch you guys make on, Monday. I I watch this on Crave purposely because they skip the intro the best. I don't even have to hear one note. Netflix, <laughs> I have to hear a note or two, so I'm done. Yeah, well, but it's so more upbeat now. I didn't know you could watch it on Crave too. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I I was wondering if you're going to change the theme in in our intro there, Jody. Oh, you think we should? We need, it? we need to know that. Boom, come on, some drums, man. We'll Just see what like, I can do. We yeah. got to be careful, though, because, you know, we don't want to get sued by oh, somebody. Well, like, give us the synthesizer version of that drum beat. Um, maybe. Well, but uh, if uh, maybe I can add it. Maybe I'll add it in. Yeah. Uh, Dave, come on. I know. But after the credits, guys, uh, Archer's still unimpressed, in, sitting in the dark. The lights come back on. I. Uh, talking to trip about getting it fixed up but not looking good he's just like archer's just mad now he's just been mad now for six weeks yeah nice. last week's episode pissed off and vengeful yeah his. he's like but he acts like he's the only one who's like been through a trauma in some ways right like, like he should be leading his crew they're all like, uncertain They're like did archer hell. lose anybody in that attack not like trip did i don't think no, no trip lost his sister man like, yeah um like yeah like archer probably lost like real estate yeah seven million people are dead that just got screwed up or something so but he's but he i guess he they're really going for the like he has the weight of the world or the weight of earth on his shoulders the fate of earth on his shoulders but they all do they all share this together right so well it's the only this is the only ship that can do anything so yeah yeah but it's not just up to him like it's like all i'm saying it's 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 gonna take them all coming together um but uh yeah he's got this thing here so they come out and then they find that there's this other ship uh that's derelict um and they don't recognize it so we get this uh let's let's go over and check it out and this is where we get the makos guess what we have sexy women makos everybody uh in um 
as we should in the short shorts and everything else yeah changing uh archer checking it out archer is kind of like creepy in the background there though <laughs> hey, i'm just that? curious about something here was this near um uh, starship troopers anniversary or date uh release no, no star trek uh no because they came out that came 97? out around 95 96 yeah 90, really. i think it's 97 and uh 97? and this starship is 2000 Pure. what three it's got some in? of the same vibes, though. Yeah, so six years, six years apart. But it's also, I think, with the Iraq War going on at this point too. I think it's like the Marines yeah. are awesome, and you know, like there's a little bit of. Um, no, I was just referring to the co-ed change room in this case. Oh, the well, wow, this is the future. Yeah. This is post Ally McBeal. Post Ally McBeal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're going over, but yeah, like, and we're getting to know these Makos a little, one episode at a time. They got a few of them. We don't see Daniel Day Kim, for instance, in this one, or Major Hayes, but we see whatever her name is. You see, uh, you see the other standby Makos. Yeah, <laughs> this is uh, the B shift. <laughs> uh, interesting with this one too is is written by Mike Sussman, and the only reason that's normally Mike Sussman always writes with Phyllis Strong, uh, but oh, not yeah, this okay. time. Yeah. Uh, this time just Mike Sussman, <laughs> solo, solo. Yeah, and directed by David Straden. Straden. But he did credit Brennan Braga with writing the scene about the airlock. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, fast forward to fun facts. Um, and yes, yeah, so they're looking through this empty derelict ship that they found. They find some dead aliens in there. So does that look like a Zindi? No. Uh, no. The reptilian version? Well, a little bit. Like, yeah. In the coloring, yeah. Uh, but not in the... Not the there's cheek. no crown. There's definitely no crown. Right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the cheekbones are definitely wrong. Yeah, I would believe that they could be like cousins to the. Ah, they're you know <laughs> second cousins twice removed or something. Right, but yeah, they find them there, and then they're looking through this ship, um, finding more of them as they go, get to the bridge, and find a bunch of them floating. So there. if they have all these makos, why do they need Reed here? Reed's in well, command. Reads the security. He's in, yeah, yeah, he's in command of the security for the ship. Uh, I don't know about this part. Well, I think that they're, they're, that they're intentionally trying to create some tension there because, yeah, like yeah. this, this is overlapping with his jurisdiction. Uh, but they, they're better. They're you're better to have a Mako on this kind of a mission than just a standard Starfleet security officer who we know. Yeah, you want you want somebody who can go into the unknown and shoot things. Like yeah. that's really what they Starfleet need. security officers. Are After like, you secure the ship, you bring out other people, but you know, nobody's like, better at dying than them. Like, true. <laughs> so it's um, true. In every in every single uh, version iteration, yeah, it's yeah. yeah. They're always <laughs> first to die. Yeah. So um, messy hair archer and messy and hair. easily too. They barely put up a fight. Yeah. No. At least yeah. They just. They are going to go down in the blaze of glory. Like I got to respect that a bit more. Um, and so, yeah. So, but Archer comes back. He's like, let's get weapons on online right now. Cause they, we just counted 17 bodies. And I bet you those pirates, whoever did this is going to come back. It's kind of, you know, and yeah, uh, she's kind of like, uh, we should probably not keep going into the expanse until things get fixed. <laughs> maybe we should run away. Maybe we should, <laughs> yeah. or, maybe we should a... not be pushing our luck. <laughs> yeah. She's not feeling that though. Um, and then, we go to engineering where they're not having much luck in the engine back online. The, phys the laws of physics aren't Tucker's working. like, this is a sweet lightning ball, though. Yeah. And I like how Archer shows up just to be grumpy to him. You know, yeah. Like, Archer's okay. just like, so is this fixed? 
<laughs> I, I really wish you would see like a, a scene where Tucker's just like, does it look like it's fucking fixed? Like, yeah. does it look like that? <laughs> are, <laughs> are we going right now? Are no, we moving it's fast? Then no. Yeah. <laughs> of course, then he just says, oh, if, if I could just talk to Isaac Newton right now, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah well, but he's like, maybe the science officer could come help me. Maybe he doesn't bring that up. <laughs> Um, with more things than one. Actually, that's funny, Dave. That picture where he's sitting there with his hands on his hips—that could be—that could be the line. Jeez, yeah. science officer. Why'd you? Yeah, since the laws of physics aren't working, how about the science officer help the engineer out? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but you know, whatever. Um, and then, uh, yeah, he, uh, he comes up to his ready room after this, and like the coffee's still there, uh, just suspended in the air. See, and, I really wished in this scene we had a little bit of a Picard-esque moment where you like draw something in the in the coffee. Oh yeah, like when like the happy face. Like no, the, the happy it face. would definitely be a angry face. Yeah, yeah, but it'd be like a sad face. <laughs> yeah, I like how he just grabs it and just like slams it down. He's like, nah. But know, what about the coffee? the coffee? The coffee's still floating there, but he's yeah, he's, not... he's like, he's like, at least I got my cup back. He doesn't yeah. want it. It's cold now. It's cold yeah. now. That's right. <laughs> Uh, and then the Osarians, as we'll come to know, these uh, pirates show up for the first time in the episode. Yar. Uh, yar, yes. Uh, they're, you know, they do the thing. They hail them, no answer. And then Mayweather's start... like so shocked that he's actually got lines in this episode. Yeah, he's like, what you mean? He's I... like, wait, I'm on, yeah. I'm on camera. You asked me a question? <laughs> yeah. You have twice? Um, and, and then these aliens just beam in. Uh, they're the Osarians. They attack, you know, engineering. Uh, considering they have the Makos, you know, you think they would defend a little bit better here in this episode, but they... uh, beef shift is somewhere else right now. They're... Yeah, like these and make... he's... sleeping, so you know. Yeah, and and we well, these, I guess these are the antimatter pods. So they make special attention to these because uh, Trip says they took all of our antimatter, and we're you know maybe got a week left of warp drive after this. So this is what they look like. Is this the guy that gets killed? Is that what we're led to believe? I wasn't quite sure if he was the guy who killed, but um, I know there was a crewman that's killed in this I attack. I think he is, yeah. Yeah, because they just, like, slam him in the back with the rifle, and then, like, they start, like, you know, stealing whatever, these tanks. Uh, he didn't look like security. No, he didn't, actually. <laughs> uh, and he was only hit over the back, so he may not have died from that. Um, but he's out for the count for sure. Uh, they're going through the armory, stealing guns and rifles and torpedoes. These guys then, are very efficient for people who have never been on this ship and have no uh, idea what the layout yeah, exactly. is. They probably yeah. had some serious scanners and know where things are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It looked like they were well. They were well planned. They run into Reed and the Makos and Archer, and they start, you know, doing the the, <laughs> the firefight through the in, in the armory here. Um, that's one hell of a mullet that one guy has. Oh, yes. Yeah, he's like, he, Archer's like, use a stun grenade. And so he's like, okay, sir. And he throws it. And he, they're like, oh, we're just being away. <laughs> yeah, we're just not going to be here. Fine. We'll just want uh -huh, to spend your own shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then they, they like this, this Marine or Mako guy comes down like the slide. He knows, he knows how to use those things. Yeah. But then oh, and then Archer has to use it. <laughs> yeah. Archer's like, well, I'm not going to get showed up by this youngin. Yeah, it was just like he, he just looks he just looks awkward. Yeah, it was not good. Uh, it looks like he's giving birth. Yeah, and he comes down here. Uh, I wonder how many times they took that that had to shoot that scene. <laughs> there was not enough. Um, and then they realize they have to get back to the cargo bay where there's a few more of them still there. Um, a few of them like this looks like is this is the engine. Oh yeah, they're stealing these things. This is the guy that they're going to capture. 
Welcome back, Jody. Well, that was all right. All right. Anyway, didn't miss much. Uh, they're just uh, you know in engineering. Trip grabs a pipe up here on top of the reactor, and he's this is the guy they they capture. Uh, very melty face. Yeah, I guess the expanse got his face. Uh, well, you know. And he's getting ready to steal us. And then, uh, oh, I hear something. Do I hear a trip up there? And then Trip just jumps down and hits him with a pipe. And then these guys jump Why in. Why is Trip a better security officer than Reed? That's a good question. Yeah, he's more handy with a pipe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was all so, walking dead on these guys. But then he's like, ah, don't shoot me. Um, <laughs> he's like, no. <laughs> I, I, I like this. I liked how he used his malfunctioning warp drive to attack them with it. And he's just like, I'll just turn this on. You won't like that too much. <laughs> You're not going to like getting zapped in the ass. That's what oh, they just beamed out of there. Yeah, they just beam out. Well, it gets yeah, them out of there. Uh, and I guess the guy that he hit with the pipe is the guy that they knock out. Yeah, they're trying to on. He turns it off, and then this is yeah, the guy. We don't actually see the guy get killed, the crewman who gets killed here. But anyway, we see this cargo bay completely empty. Look at this Makos guy, though. He's ready for everything. Like, he's got, he's got that backpack. Like, what does he need the backpack when he's just in the ship? Yeah, you're like, you're on the ship. Like, I guess you hold ammo in there. Stun grenades are in there, I guess. Oh, stun grenades. Yes. Well, true. when you run around with 40 stun grenades, you got to have a backpack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and anyway, then the pirates take off after that. And then we go to sick bay where Flocks is getting them all patched up. Um, you know, he's like, oh, well, most of them are fine, except for this dead guy. <laughs> he's dead yeah crewman Cutler? crewman fuller 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 and fuller yeah. maybe maybe a, a homage to uh brian fuller i imagine um but yeah so is, is he's one of the first of the enterprise crew to die right like he's yeah this is the first two seasons of the enterprise there was no fatalities and this is the first one to die he's the first one and he's not yeah. even a character we know so now archer is going to be all like Rah! Now he's really I feel, mad. I feel like they should have killed somebody we knew, like like a lower decker, like um, Mayweather, Mayweather, <laughs> or, <laughs> or 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 Reed. Um, no, that we had our chance like two seasons ago, and that never hey. Reed, Reed wanted to die. They, for God's they sake. pinned him to a goddamn exactly. ship with a mine, and he still didn't die. Don't worry, there's more chances to come, but yeah, you won't probably. Uh, anyway, and so they they got this prisoner though, so Archer's going to get some answers from him. Get him to the brig, he says. And then Flock uh, says, I know this spe- his species. He's a Saurian. Um, but they're not usually pirate types. Anyway, then he talks to Trip. Archer goes talking to Trip, saying uh, they took all the stuff. They took all our antimatter. We're going to be dead in the water in a week. Explains all this. It just keeps getting better for this. Archer's just like, I'm going to fucking kill somebody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just stop talking, like, Trip. Just stop talking. I haven't had my coffee. Does anyone That's have right. good news? You know? Um, so they're just in the wire. He's talking to to Paul about how we're gonna track them, track their ion signature. She's like, maybe we should just like not do that, you know? Like that, that's usually to Paul's go-to. Like, let's not let's not um tempt fate, I guess, is always you know, let's be cautious and not blaze in like a human is usually kind of where she's coming from. Let's be cautious. And Archer's not, you know, he never wants to hear it. Uh, so typical stuff. Uh, then he goes to see the prisoner. Um, and this guy was very, I don't know. What did you guys make of the Osarian? Um, 
He's been turned into a killer by the expanse. He wasn't always bad. I think this is pretty interesting. You know, the whole that admission that they, you know, this is the way you got to act in this expanse to survive. I thought talking about his face being, you know, um, melted, I guess, by the mm-hmm. anomalies. That would have been kind of cool if they actually did that to an Enterprise crew member rather than just getting shot or like Mayweather. Yeah. Yeah. He says, you guys don't even put Trillium D on your ships, which was that substance they had mentioned in the last episode. Um, but, and, you know, as all those things were hitting the ship or the anomalies were hitting, like, like they're hitting the middle of a table or right next to them. Nothing hits a human except those ones that just knocks them back. What the heck yeah. is that? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how to explain all the anomalies, but he does. What I thought interesting about him, too, was he was like, we used to be like you. We used to be explorers. And then we got in here. And then we turned and, and you can't leave, which was also interesting. Yeah, he yeah. says you can't leave, although Archer hasn't really tried to test that because he's like, what's the point of finding information on the Zindi if you can't get out? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, that's that, but he's not even going for that. I do find this a little bit derivative with what they did in Voyager, because in in like two episodes of Voyager, they go into like the void or whatever, like it's like this dark like um place with no stars and all these ships were caught inside and then they became more ruthless that was actually brutal. one of the only like things i really liked about voyager was the that two-parter well they, they did like them that. but like and so i i just feel like that's why i'm like it, the, like we've been here before it feels like they're recycling this a little bit from from that well, uh, every every show but deep space nine did that <laughs> if you think this is a recycle wait that. until next week's episode <laughs> oh really okay oh yeah <laughs> yeah just a little bit just in terms of like this is like a crazy area where it turns good people bad and i'm like well i've heard this before but um fair enough yeah and uh he wants but they want they don't even know about the zindi thing yet they just want to know how to get back to their how to track down the ship he doesn't want to give him information he's like yeah you're a good guy you're not gonna kill me you're not gonna mess with me too much so i'm not gonna give up information about my captain or my ship i love or- this dude's makeup though yeah. yeah, but you know, I think that was a little bit, um, you know, thinking that things wouldn't. I mean, they took their antimatter; they, they can't go anywhere. This is actually desperate measures now. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not just like he took our food, which they took all their food too <laughs> in the process, uh, or most of their food stores. Um, anyway, so they're going along and they're trying to track them down. I guess he's, you know, with the information they have. Oh, there's a scene here in uh, the mess hall with Trip and Reed, uh, where they're just, you know, Trip's trying to get the, the engine back online, and Reed comes to talk to him about they talk about the hypnotherapy or whatever that Paul's doing with him to help him sleep. He talks about his insomnia and his issues there, but really, like the the the, the gist of the scene is that um, you know, like Tucker's like every Trip's like everybody in space is trying to kill us. Maybe we should have stayed on Earth. Maybe this is like he's questioning the whole mission, the whole reason they got out in the first place, you know. Um, and you know, they know they have to stop the Zindi, but I think he's thinking, what, what af- after that? Then what? You know, do is is this really for me? Is Starfleet really for me? Or is it really for human humanity? Maybe even because. But again, this is like the first time you actually see sort of you know this desperate feeling of the crew too. I mean, and you, yeah. and I don't think they did the whole you know getting to the expanse that six weeks travel time and then you know how long have they been in the expanse now without running to anybody? It just seems like a lot of time. These guys got a lot to think about, you know, with yeah. nothing to do. 
Right. Well, in a way, that might be why the demeanor is what it is, right? Like it's you know they're basically stewing in their own juices at this point. Yeah. Constantly. So. I think like I guess was PTSD a thing in 2003? I don't know. Well, it's uh, always been a thing. Well, I guess was it in the cultural zeitgeist? Is what more what I mean? Um, because like I feel like the three. Yeah, I think so. Well, anybody who was in New York City two years prior to this would have uh, definitely had PTSD. Right, but I feel like that's what they're trying to profile here with Trip, and I don't feel like they had done a ton of this like in Star Trek. Up well, this is something that this show does a lot more than I think all the other uh, Star Treks is. It really did touch a lot of different kind of subject matters and mm -hmm. kind of integrated them. Whether that's good or bad, I don't know. But yeah, yeah. You, you, I think you're right, Jody, because you know when you get to next gen, they have a purpose. Whether you know they've yeah. been out in space for decades by that point, and it's always very hunky dory. Like it's very rarely is there that much. Like there's the occasional episode where like tr you know Troy gets like mind raped or something, but past that, like it's almost always like everybody's fairly healthy mentally. <laughs> Yeah, they did. They touched on it in Beyond, to Star Trek Beyond. Remember, they were talking about yes. you know the, the rigors of space, and you know Captain Kirk was obviously depressed and wondering if transferring. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and I I feel like they're, and they're trying to do this the, the longer narratives here, trying to give more of an arc to trip this season, not just in one episode but over many episodes. Yeah, I haven't been annoyed by him in the first two episodes at all. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. He's a different uh, character, I think, at this yeah. point than he was yeah. previous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a transition. They're tracking down these aliens, um, and then they get like the false warp signature, right, or the ion trail here yeah. that they're tracking. Because um, look, look at those graphics, numbers, guys. Hey, stop for a second here. This is it. Remember the uh, Tommy Two Tone song? <laughs> eight, seven, eight six seven five three oh nine, oh, nine. <laughs> there it is. is that what that's a reference to yeah um for all right. Sure. yeah all right uh yeah there's so a lot of hidden shit in this in this show the, yeah. the cg people did did a uh, crazy stuff yeah they're just looking on here and they're coming along trying to figure out because they're, they're figuring out that maybe the um the aliens misdirected or doubled back on their path or whatever. And then they hit this turbulence and then we see them cross into this cloaking field that they were not expecting. Um, this, 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 uh, this expanse is just full of stuff. Wow. wow. Hey, it's the expanse. Yeah. It expands on things. Bit of a rough ride through the cloaking field. Uh, they come out the other side of it. Uh, that's because their uh, ship doesn't have Trillium D. Yeah, and D, and then we see for the first time we see the uh, a sphere, Dyson sphere. Let's not a Dyson sphere. No, is it a Dyson sphere? But it's um, it's from the it's sphere. Scotty on it. But it has to have a, know. it has to have a star in the middle for it to be a Dyson sphere. But yes, yes, um, yes. but it's a very big sphere. They say seventeen kilometers in diameter, um, which is very very big. Well, and when this first showed up on the TV, I'm thinking. I don't remember there being any more Borg episodes. And then it's like, oh, wait, no, this isn't a Borg thing. Yeah. It's not as big as a planet or even a moon, maybe, but it's it's not small. Um, it's and, a Death uh, Star. It's kind of like a Death Star. Uh, this is from the Sphere Builders. We'll come to find out. Uh, yeah. But who's, I guess they don't have a better name. Um, but they, they like to build these things. And these are actually, well, well spoilers, Kevin. But uh, we're, th these are kind of the reason the expanse exists at all. They're kind of like okay. the source, the source of it. Of, so this is an important episode in setting that up. 
Um, so they're coming along, and then they find, like, I guess, like a, a hatch here that they can enter. There's always a hatch. Always a hatch. At least one. So he decides, okay, we're going to go check this out. And then they fly over with the Makos. We've got Reed, Mayweather, and Archer. Uh, <laughs> Mayweather's like, sweet, I get to be on the show twice in one time. Yeah, you you even need me to fly the shuttle, sir? Okay. He got so, like, big pay because he had to talk more, too. Yeah, you yeah, got paid by the line. Um, and so, yeah, and so they're just going, and Archer's like, let's just shoot our way in, you know? Of course. Yeah. Lee Slim Burkholder says, I like Trip. I like him sometimes. I like him in this season. So far, so good. Yeah. So they get in there. They get into this little hatch inside of the sphere. Very big. Very lots of very powerful. I guess the Makos are like, this is kind of weird. This is they, they. They sometimes have these looks like we seem like we're in over our heads, or this is not necessarily like. Well, this is new for them too. They've never yeah. been in this environment either, but right. they're trained to be kind of a you know, no matter what the environment is, they're going to deal with it kind of thing. Then yeah, is, is hmm. Archer seriously standing up? Oh yeah, uh, kind of. <laughs> That's what yeah. they're looking at each other about. They're like, can yeah, I? Like, why is he standing up? He's got a seat. <laughs> even in a shuttle pod, he can't really stand up in. Um, <laughs> actually, they're they're more like, oh shit, is he gonna do a speech? Is he gonna walk around the shuttle talking about it? <laughs> <clears throat> Maybe he'll just crawl around. Um, uh, so they get into this um this pod thing here. I wonder if he whispers if he crawls around. <laughs> no, no way. Uh, here you got Reed coming in, and with the make goes, and then they find well, we see some like those dilithium things we saw a couple seasons ago, spent dilithium casings or whatever. Stem bolts. Uh, stem bolts. Stem. He calls them stem bolts, uh, but I'm like, I don't think that those are stem bolts. Uh, but but it's okay. Well, they might uh, just—they're the old version. They're not self-sealing stem bolts. Oh, they're 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 non-self-sealing. Yes. Yeah. Um, but they look a lot like the dilithium uh, casing or whatever things that they—they they they, are that, probably also that. Yes. Uh, we see some ration packs here, Starfleet ration packs. So they know there's stuffs here. Emery's, um, yeah. Oh, they're eating our food now. Um, <laughs> that's it. Kill them all. What was going on with Archer? Archer's like looking through this room, and then I remember he gets all like flustered or something. Like, and I don't know what's going on. And then he they gets really a call. have to stop bringing him places. Yeah, gets a call here from the ship, and then uh, and Trip find or sorry, not Trip, Travis finds uh, this computer console, and uh, he doesn't speak any of the Asarian. Uh, he's like, "How how is your Asarian?" He's like, "Oh, not too good, sir." So um, uh, he's like, you better send it to Hoshi, which they do. Send it over to Hoshi, and they they start looking through it, and she's got something to do. Imagine that. They found something for I her. I like the fact that their pads have a headphone port. Oh, yeah, they do, yeah? Yeah, at the yeah. top. That's neat. Oh, yeah. uh, and then, yeah, they're finding, I guess this is more their, their torpedoes stuff. They're start And then I like how they're using the transporter to bring it back in a more practical way. It was, it was like, how are they getting all their stuff in that shuttle pod? And I'm like, oh yeah, they have the transport. Um, so they're bringing all their crap back, and it's like we see this empty cargo bay slowly start to get filling up again, in, filling back up. So they're starting to get their stuff. So why couldn't they just transport it into the cargo bay? Yeah, like I don't. It's it didn't seem like technology. They, they didn't seem like they had to fly over there to do it, but they can only uh, do pad to pad right now. Okay, um, at least that's my guess. And then in the well, middle, why of all they have this, to go over there at all? Ah, good point. 
or and once they got over there, why don't they come back right away? Uh, because that's TV, not... that's why. And yeah. no, they don't have pad to pad because yeah, we've seen them right. beat yeah, down pad. before. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and all this trip shows up to get a, a plasma burn treated by the doctor. Um, and this is where he's talking about how he can't sleep. Can you give me more? Uh, something else he wants him to do is the Vulcan meditation stuff with um, naked to Paul or half naked to Paul like last week. And it's not working so well. So yeah, Flock shows up with these uh, Aldebaran blood leeches or whatever the heck they're called. Mud fleas. What are they? <laughs> they're mud leeches. Mud leeches. One, one in your chest and one in your abdomen and don't roll yeah. over. Don't roll over. Don't because roll they're... over. Cause you might kill them. <clears throat> no, you make them mad. I bet you that Flox just made this up. I don't think these, these things do that at all. I don't uh, think Flox actually <laughs> knows how to do most of the medicine. He just like kind of wings it. Yeah, he's like, I don't know. I I think he's just a, like a, he likes a lot of pets. And he's like, look, at the, look at the sheer terror in his face. <laughs> he's like, uh, do you have another option? He's like, why did we bring that's, a human doctor? That That's his, are you even a doctor moment? <laughs> yeah. like, Wait a second. I don't see any diplomas hanging up around here. I'm not even sure that they are. Yeah, I might uh, get turned inside out, and you're in charge of that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the next scene here, we get uh, Archer and T'Pol. They're kind of just looking at the sphere. She's kind of telling him about like how old it is. How what she say? Like has twelve reactors in it or something? But only three are something working. Like three are working. Yeah, it's pretty old. Uh, Archer seems perplexed by the mystery, but preoccupied. Uh, says he wants to get out of here as soon as the crew gets back, you know, from getting their stuff back. Uh, I think again, she's saying like, let's, let's maybe take it easy here or let's get out of here. And then the next one here, Hoshi's like, I oh, like, I found something in the database. Look, I, I was looking at this and found some symbols explains that they match up with Zindi symbols, you know, find these Zindi. Right. Uh, and so it's, there's, they've, they've met the Zindi before. So Archer goes to talk to the Asarian, who's like, you talked to some Asarian, some Zindi like a week ago. Tell me all about them. He's like, I don't remember. I don't remember that, those people. But he does remember. We'll come to find out. He's just being coy. You know? So this is where Archer's like, oh, yeah? You want to pretend like you don't know nothing? Well, meet Jack Bauer, Archer. Here he comes. <laughs> I know. This is messed up. He's already got his stuff back. Yeah, throw the guy out there. I'm more happy just to see the face pistol, right? And so that's I think that this is intentional because, yeah, like this isn't life or death so much. It, well, it is in terms of like tracking down the Zindi to an extent and 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 the threat to Earth, but Aren't not in terms of do something about those eyebrows, though. Yeah, <laughs> but he doesn't have to kill this this guy in this situation at this moment to get information about the Zindi right now. He doesn't. This is not integral. Right, but he's going to. I wonder if Archer is unhappy that his gun is way smaller than the Mako's gun. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. I think he's not Mako. That's a, that's one of Reed's guys. <laughs> oh, it that is looks like a guys. cocking gun. Yeah, yeah it does look like a cocking gun. <laughs> yeah, it's... I was just doing some plumbing, sir. <laughs> I heard you needed help. So Archer's Archer throws him into the uh, decompression chamber. And uh, he's like, oh, you're not going to do much to me. You're too much of a good he's guy. He's like, have you seen my face? And yeah, I could take some. He's like, I could take some of this. <laughs> All right, let's see. And he takes out the, the air. I and... love the gauges, though. Go back to the gauges for a second. 
So they have the old school gauges from like the Apollo missions there. I love yeah. that. Uh, you even see like in original series, you see gauges yeah. like this. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's neat. It's very, or um, this scene, this is uh, Archer channeling his inner Cisco. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Commander, I said launch torpedoes. Launch <laughs> torpedoes. Yeah. And then Reed shows up. He's like, hey, Captain, what's happening? He's like, oh, nothing. Just trying to kill somebody. This is like, Reed's going, oh, my God. This is fantastic. My captain's finally doing stuff. Yeah. And this guy's <laughs> suffocating on the inside. He's like, oh, maybe we shouldn't do this, uh, sir. He's like, you uh, stand down, Lieutenant. We're just going to figure this out. Um, and he's like, well, he's going to be dead. And he's like, oh, not for another 10 seconds, he won't. <laughs> <laughs> we got a solid nine seconds before we have to do something. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, he lets him out just at the last second. He's like, are you going to tell me about these Zindi now? He's like, okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. He gave a lot up in this little time here, too. Yeah. yeah. And then they drag him away. He's like, drag him away. And then we'll debrief him. I wonder if Archer is going to, like, end up getting like charged with war crimes when he gets back he might <laughs> nah, nah nah probably not um and yeah he's like well we're gonna be able to get up to the ship yeah archer's like guess what he gave up the whole plan we're about to crack into their database uh and here are the command codes he gave me you got uh, everything command got codes. everything yeah oh, yeah it's got it all so did the ends justify the means he didn't even have to kill them yes no yeah, i guess absolutely Jack Bauer. Um, and yeah, they, they track them down. Oh, yeah, they're waiting for them to come through the cloaking field. And then they come out here and they attack them right away. Uh, and then, I don't know, it was like almost like this was almost like a hacker mission here where they had to like crack into their database. I, I feel like that there could have been maybe done more with that with Hoshi visually, but um, they had to just kind of skip over all that. So, one kilometer. Well, yeah, you have to be within one kilometer. And again, like the action is also not really shown on screen very much because they, they fly into this cloaking field and Archer and them follow after them. And they're like, come on, Mayweather, just get us closer. And we're just told that he's getting us closer, but they don't show us or like what he what any of his flying involves or not. It's not showing. It's just kind of showing. CG wasn't cheap in the early 2000s. It's not. So Hoshi's just like, OK, get me closer. You know, and then they're you know they're date they're downloading it, but they keep losing the signal through the process, getting some of it along the way. I think at one point it's like a third. Then they come back out of the cloaking field. Um, it's more like get me close, but again we don't see it. Uh, and then they they attack them here. Oh yeah, no, but the, the I forgot the aliens, the Osarians, they're hiding in the cloaking field so they're like oh okay, we'll just attack your little base here where you store all your loot you know which is to make them angry which apparently works uh after the second shot yeah blowing it all up loot first shot your... just warms it up yeah first shot was just a warming and then uh he's like oh this, here they come and they come out to uh attack them and i don't know they download the database 90% of it, at least. Uh, oh, yeah. And then they, like, the the, the Osarians, like, crash here into, like, the sphere. But don't die or don't get destroyed, I think. Oh, they pulled up in time. Yeah, they pulled up in, just in time. Just and a then scrape. Archer, 
Archer leaves, and then he comes back to see this guy after the fact, the Osarian in the brig. And he's like, guess what? I'm sending you home. I'm like, why? Why are you sending him home? Because he doesn't want to take him with him. Like, why? I mean, they're going... He's an, he's an accessory to murder. Eh. He's a pirate. Yeah, your, your crew... I mean, he just gave up all the codes, though. His crew might kill him. He's another guy to feed. Another Like, eh. <laughs> what court are you going to bring him to? Yeah. Well, you, you hold You're him a little break. far away for that. I'm sure there's something. No, they don't need to hold you him. You can always just send him out the airlock. Yeah, just throw him back at the airlock. I think it's just irresponsible to let him go. Like it's because he's uh he's going to hurt more people. Either kill him or keep him, right, Dave? I keep him, keep him, and bring him back to Earth and put him in prison. Is like that's what you should do, in they're, my opinion. They're not heading back to Earth at the moment. They will one day. Uh, oh, trip! Trip doesn't think so. He thinks oh, this is a one-way <laughs> ticket. Well, then he'll die anyway, and it won't matter. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, but he says he says to Archer on the way out, he's like, "You better get meaner here in the expanse." You know, he's almost like giving like advice to Archer on the way out. But you know, you gotta be it's dog or eat dog here in the expanse. And Archer's like, "Oh, I know." Clayface, yeah. <laughs> in the episode. Um. And that's kind of, oh yeah. And then he goes up to the, to the command center um, and uh, he's like, show me the Zindi database. And then I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, uh, he's, he's learning everything he can about these Zindi. He's taking it all in. Eh? Taking he's, it all he's, in. He's like data. He's got the data vibe going on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's it. And that's the, uh, that's the episode in terms of screenshots. You know right. what? I kind of liked the episode better than I watched it than when Dave three told the story. <laughs> I would you know. agree. Yeah. All right, how about some fun facts? With There's not a lot eyes. tonight, but I'll give you a couple. With All right. Adam. So this episode refers to stem bolts. Here we go. A possible homage to numerous self-sealing stem bolts references made in Deep Space Nine. So there Wouldn't you go. It. But yeah. they were not stem bolts. They were dilithium casings or something. Listen, they're whatever the script says they are. <laughs> the crates full of stem bolts that Reed looks at are the same props that were used, were called warp injector casings in Enterprise yes. the Seventh. There you go. Warp injector casings. Yeah. Uh, this Enterprise brig makes the first appearance in this episode and establishes uh, one of the several upgrades made during the retrofit. So they didn't have a brig when they left originally? Apparently not, but that was kind of short-sighted. Even like today's vessels have brigs. Yeah, even just for like discipline among the crew, you would have well, a brig. Well, I think they had a brig, but it wasn't as elaborate as this. It's it that like cabin that they can never go into. Daniel's cabin. Yeah, yeah. just <laughs> Daniel's cabin. They just use that. <laughs> well, we see a lot more of the brig uh, because there's a lot of episodes where they use the brig. So it makes sense that they upgraded it. Yeah, this is kind of fun. I, I wish they had gone this way. In the first draft of the script, uh, the Osarians were initially to be Orion pirates. Oh, that would have been cool. That would have been awesome. Yeah. But, they, but we, in a way, though, it kind of makes sense that they're not, though. They haven't done the Orion episode yet, right? Yeah, but we knew who Orions were. No, I know, but they'll get kind of reinvented a little bit later on when they, when they, yeah, that episode doesn't happen. The one with the big show, the wrestler, he, doesn't he play an Orion? Um, oh, yeah. WCW? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So we already I think talked about the fourth season. Yeah, maybe right. Yeah. This is the first episode with a fatality among the crew, and Archer seems to take it hard. Remember when uh, Kirk had lost people? He never cared. 
No. Um, you got over quick. <laughs> he only cared if he was already screwing him. Or the time he cared. He was really upset about the Farragut and that like that smoke monster that had the sweet smell, and he got really obsessed. Oh, with that's him. true. Yeah, but that was because of his own thing. That wasn't. Yeah. That was more about him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, the episode was later mirrored in Star Trek Enterprise Damage in 2004, in which the crew of the Enterprise is forced into piracy. Yes. I remember that. Yep. And then there's another reference to a Voyager episode, which was much like this, too. I can't find that one right now. Uh, the Wait. rifles used by the Asaurian pirates were evidently repainted Starfleet phaser rifles from First Contact. Oh, okay. That doesn't shock me. Yep. And yeah, you know what, Jody, you sort of called at the beginning. There's not that much to talk about here. There's remarkably no, few fun facts. There's not a lot of things going on. Like it's it's a fairly straightforward plot. All right, let's get to. But the you know what? I, I'll still say I mean, if I'll go first here, Dave. I I still like this episode. I think it was necessary to do this episode, so I'm going to give it a. Oh, solid I think eight. so too. Yeah, an eight. Point eight out of ten, Jody. Uh. You know what? Now that I'm looking back at it, I'm going to go with, yeah, I'm going to do an eight as well, I think. I was originally going to do it like a seven, but it is better than I originally think it was. But I, I yeah. forgot about this episode, and I, I quite enjoyed it. I'll go seven. I'll go eight. What the hell? Seven and a half. This is oh, you had to ruin it. You had to ruin it. We all did eights, and you had to ruin it. <laughs> That's right. Sam, Sam says 8.6, guys. That was the, the correct answer. Um, this has a 7.8 on IMDb. Uh, as mentioned, written by Mike Sussman, directed by David Stryden. And uh, who, whose episode was this? Archer's? Uh, kind of ensemble? Ensemble. Yeah. You even had, you know, Mayweather and Ohushi in this episode. So, yeah, like yeah. everybody was in this episode. Everyone got like equal amount of lines. So, uh, more or less. Well, Archer, of course, had more, but. Why am I a Karen? <laughs> <laughs> well, the way you said that, you were you're not you kind of you kind of sold it right there. <laughs> anyway, let's uh I think we're gonna have to part ways with uh hey, I gotta go guys. I'm gonna go. See, you, uh, see you next week, okay? Yeah, all right, Take thanks. Care, Take care, Adam. All right, so the next episode, Dave, because I know you're gonna ask me. Mm -hmm. The next episode is Extinction, and this is where Archer, Reed, and Sato, Sato? Sato. Sato. Uh, are threatened by a virus that mutates them into a primal life form. I told you we've seen this before. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. this now? Uh, I will say it's a little different than we've seen it before, but the, the premise is pretty close. It's, I'll probably like it. I, I I don't mind them recycling things. Yeah, I'm okay with them recycling as long as they do something with it. Like, they don't just, like, literally tell the exact same thing. So this is them looking for the Zindi but finding something else sort of thing? Um, along the way? Dave lowers every episode rating, I guess. I wasn't uh, that, the lowest. That makes him a Karen. Uh, yeah, that wasn't No, Dave, that, that was, Kevin was Kevin the lowest rating. He's the Karen. <laughs> and apparently I'm not a Karen anymore. <laughs> I, I didn't know think, I was. I didn't know. Video, I didn't know but... a Karen was a low raider. Just the biggest <laughs> Karen of them all. Yeah, Jeff is definitely the biggest Karen. <laughs> uh, anyway, Dave, you know what? 
there's plenty of room in the global universe for Karens yes. and how they feel and affected by things, especially different types of shows. We got all kinds of, we, we take all types here. Karens and not here on Live Long and Podcast. Uh, They're all welcome. Ray. Even we got Karen. a master Ray. We got different, of course, our command division where we are red, where we talk about like the shows themselves. We review the shows like this one, Star Trek Enterprise, but Star Trek T-Space 9 is another one we've been going through. We also did original series way back when and uh, the, the movies and things like that. We've been through the reviews. Uh, we're doing the newer shows like Star Trek Picard coming up on February 16th, uh, the season three coming up. Uh, I, today, I'm looking David forward to that. David and I, uh, we previewed the trailer for the season in one scene, uh, talking a little bit what we're what we're thinking for the season so yeah we got that coming up in about a month um and then expecting well, did you just... hear there might be a season four now i heard there might yeah but it said in the advertisement the final season and they're like well unless people like this season and then we yeah. might make another season. it depends on if they want to you know keep keep all the next gen people on the screen for a while well, i guess it's going to come down to the the um profitability is my is what i imagine yeah, um sure. the business aspect of it yeah so we're gonna be talking about all of those uh of course you know all the ones in the past uh as well and um i think that's in the in the command division of course we also have our science division where we do trivia and debates and then we got the locutors a track where they do like the longer format podcasts operation divisions where we do uh radio theater star trek radio theater like we did at the end of december uh the final star trek the final frontier um uh, which was like uh, like a script read and audio drama uh, with some. Fun I was in there. God. You were a God. I was McCoy, but like an, like a McCoy, like a prospector McCoy. You were a very interesting McCoy. Yeah, I was off my meds in that one. And then um, <laughs> what else? Uh, those are all the like, live long and podcasts. We're part of a, a vast array, a federation of podcasts. Check out our new website, ufpodcasts.com, where you can see all of our different podcasts, learn about them, like the KBBBL, our Simpsons podcast. Which, I should I probably redirect the live long and podcast.com then. Oh, do you have that? Yeah, I own it. Oh, yeah, we'll redirect it over to... Uh... Yeah, I should redirect it. Yeah, we got Super Mater Brothers podcasting. That's like uh, TV shows, in particular reality TV shows. But we also talk about Marvel under the Mary Mater Marvel Society. Uh, we're going to be talking about Ant-Man in the near future. The Hellbound podcast, Michael Chan, Alex Blackburn, which is focused on horror, uh, releases on Wednesdays. Woo. The X-Rated podcast, uh, that's Davin and Andre on Tuesdays, uh, where they go through all the X-Men, the animated series. Uh, they even do interviews like they did recently with Allison Seeley Smith, the voice of Storm. The best and, Storm. Uh, yeah, the best storm. Um, better than the theatrical storm. Uh, Andre Indeed. does his... Sorry? Indeed. Andre does his graphics history podcast where he interviews people from the movie and comic book industries uh, in a longer format audio. It's really good. Um, and then Hold Up is a movie podcast where uh, Murphy and Davin talk about three movies, uh, two from the 20th century, one from yeah, the Yeah, you were just on that, weren't you? I just was there, Yes. I just was, and what I haven't, I haven't watched that episode yet. But I'm oh, Jody, you are going to enjoy it because it was painful for me. I don't know when uh, my episode's coming. I'm doing uh, I think spy movies. I think you're like you're. So they're doing war next. So the the, the theme we did was politics. We talked about yeah. uh, Doctor Strange Love, the American president. Yes, and I know you don't like Doctor Strange Love. I liked it. I liked it better than after a couple of days. I liked it better than when I first watched it. When I first finished it, I was just like, "What is this movie?" But I digested it a bit, and I'm okay with it. But I, I don't think it's that great either. Um, and then Doctor, they hated my movie. Spoilers. And then, uh, and then we talked about Lincoln, which was okay. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, War is next. So they're doing like the, the Bridge of the River Kwai or something. 
uh, which I don't yeah, I wish I, I wish I got in earlier because I war movies are a big thing for me. So yeah. they're doing um, a bridge too far. And awesome movie. Nineteen Seventeen, I, I think, is the other one. Um, yeah. And then I'll I think you're the one after that, Jody. The spies one. So yeah, actually, uh, World Mind there just confirmed it. So yeah, yeah. So I, I'm coming up in a couple a couple of weeks or months or how long? Or, I don't know. Do they do one a month or one, one every two weeks? Every second Wednesday. All right. So in about a month, I'll be on it. Yeah, I guess. And then I know Jeff's going in for some time travel in the near future. So there's lots going on over at Hold Up. Um, and then Trivial Debates coming up. Uh, it's, it's not this Sunday. It's in two Sundays from now. Sunday, January 29th, a reality TV-focused episode of Trivial Debates with uh, Jameel Robinson hosting, myself, Jeff Mater, and Josh Foster competing. Uh, we got The questions came out today. Check that over on our channel. My money's on page. Foster. Well, he's a rookie, so he's never done this before. He was like, what do I do? Should I watch past episodes? I'm like, I guess, but I'm also a competitor, <laughs> so don't. Okay, maybe um, my money shouldn't be on Foster. Yeah, yeah. It's on I'll Sam's put it on birthday, you then, too. everybody, so that we'll, we'll have to make sure. Sam's birthday. All right. Yeah. When is, uh, I think this is for you, Kevin. When is Kevin going to join us on Hold Up? Whenever. Just let me know. I just invited myself, so maybe you have to do that. Sam wants to hear the trivial debates question. So we got a second for these? Sure. sure. All right, let's let's do these. Uh, trivial debates on January 29th. So uh, what is the best movie that uses reality TV in its storytelling? Truman uh, Show. The, the TV question. Who is the best Big Brother player of all time? Don't care. Uh, music. What is the best singing reality show? Ugh. None. Uh, I, I, <laughs> is that what app? is what is the best sports focused reality show oh uh the f1 driving one that one's good okay. uh who is the best survivor player of all time don't care and then uh wild card question uh is pitching a, a reality tv show a new one that uses a current sitcom as its main focus for its concept I'd be interested to hear what people come up with on that one. This one was a bit of a challenge for me. So um, I, th I eventually went back and forth with Jamil enough that I came with See, it. It would have been better if you guys didn't say sitcom and you just said a current show or a recent show or something. It seemed like very that. specific. And I was like, Jamil, why would you make a reality show about a concept from a sitcom? It doesn't, I don't get it, but he just wants creativity. So um, that's what we'll be doing. Do quid games? <laughs> games. <laughs> squid, squid game and Rick, Rick and Morty. Okay, that's interesting. That would be uh, like, why isn't Murphy on this episode? He gets it. So yeah, all right. So I think those are all of the um, uh, the shows on Live Long and Podcast United Federation of Podcasts. Make sure you check all those out. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to Adam, Jody, and Kevin. Uh, check us out, D Space Nine tomorrow here on Live Long and Podcast. We're talking. What are we talking? About? One little ship tomorrow. One uh, little ship. Yep. Yeah, that'd be good. Which one's that right. one? Uh, where the uh, runabout goes really small and uh, they uh, have to fight the Jemadar. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. remember that one now. It's pretty silly. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's after coming off the, the more serious last one, which was um, uh, Far Beyond the Stars. Far beyond uh, the stars. Anyway. Yeah, that's a pretty serious episode. It was, that was a deep one. So uh, this, this, one, this one is a little bit lighter. All right. So we'll see you next time, everybody. Live long and podcast. Have a good night. All right. What do you got? Aldebaran mud leeches. What am I supposed to do with them? Place one on your chest and one on your abdomen an hour before going to bed. Their secretions act as a natural sedative. Oh, uh, please, be careful to sleep on your back. If you roll over, you might anger them.
Maybe an hour night with the Paul isn't so bad. 